0: With Tabernacle Global, is that you know, is to help you read the whole Bible but in a very simple form because three chapters in the morning is a good piece for malaria, for flu, for (laughs) anything. Three tablets in the morning, one, two, three chapters of the Bible, three tablets in the night, one, two, three, for nightmares for <laughs> hallelujah if you take my medicine which is three chapters of the bible the morning and evening you will discover that your nightmare will change to revelation amen and you, your immune system will boost so highly that uh, when the doctors will check you they will ask you what vitamins have you been taking that uh, your immune system is so strong because the bible says the, the word of god is medicine to my body and um, we started this, this journey now, you know, today. But however, I want to encourage you what I'm hearing from God. The Lord told me that when we were singing, they are coming down, that tomorrow shall be prophetic. You know, because when the choir was worshiping, I discovered that at the height of worship, the keyboards changed into another music. And I went to him very angrily that you don't do that. When you are the string instrument or you are the music, you must be ahead of the singers in the spirit, so that when worship is come to that height, to change music is to kill the prophetic. You must be highly prophetic. You don't have to sing everything you write in paper. I told you this. You don't have to preach everything you write to preach. I was preaching one day in uh, one of my crusades. And when the unction of God came upon me, I haven't gone too far, and I commanded the cripple to rise up, that was the end of preaching. Because what am I preaching for? The cripple rose up by the Holy Spirit of God. Everybody who were there in the front, who were not Christians, who were priests of some other religion, they, la- they prostrated before God. And if they did that, then what am I preaching anymore? Are we together? I was to so preach him by the Republic, and the Lord by the word of knowledge said, a man is sent here to kill you. I'm talking about you must be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I came to the pulpit to announce where is the man who is supposed to kill me, where is he? And the Holy Spirit revealed him to me over there. I said the man is there, and people look back. And when the man came up, all right, took the ring from him which he was sent by the rest of their cohorts, holding in his hand to kill a person. I took it up in my pocket. Now, what is the next thing? Why should I preach again? The sermon has been preached because Jesus has been revealed. I gave altar call. The place was flooded. That was the end of the program. Last year, we went to Benin Republic. When I was ministering one of the nights, the power of God came upon me and I began to pray for the sick. And there was a woman who was bent over like this for whether 30 years, she said, because she was afflicted by her neighbor through voodoo. And her condition had gotten so terrible that she, 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 she was passing a pause out of her nose and her mouth. And she could not look up. Those of you who went with me will remember. And that woman, walked, they saw her walk like this. For about 30 minutes, a journey, her house and the ground is just a stone through. And this is how she was walking. With the head bowed to the ground, he can't look up. And when God released her, it was the end of meeting. So you must learn to understand the spirit of God, not your agenda. Every agenda in church is to bring God to manifestation. When He manifests, you back out. Shut down your agenda. Are we together now? And when I was coming, the Lord said to me that tomorrow will be prophetic. Prophetic in the sense that God said He will impute into people here ability to hear and see. Tomorrow, understand that's what we're going to deal with. It is the Bible says when Samuel was prophesying in Shiloh or Shiloh, and uh, Saul decided to kill David, he sent some soldiers to go and kill David. But David ran into Shiloh. By the time the the, uh, killers came into the company of prophets, they started prophesying. What would they say more than the destiny of David, that he would rule over them? Okay, because at that time he hasn't got to the rulership. That was prophetic about him. Saul sends another 50. When they came in, the prophetic cloud has increased in radius. So those who came into another distance and they started prophesying. But Saul himself now said, What a mess is going on. These soldiers are betrayed me. Let me go myself. By the time Saul came, the prophetic cloud, I will call it, or unction, had expanded and reached the boundary. The moment he entered the boundary of Shiloh, he began to prophesy. He prophesied from that place and slipped himself naked. By the time he got to where Saul is, I'm talking about the power in prophetic, and it is for you who believe in Christ. Amen. Amen. After this very week, your Christianity will turbocharge. You remember the prophecies God gave us yesterday. He said, God, in this month, He will restore us from laziness. Correct? I have received my own restoration. Okay? He will restore from weariness. He said, He will restore everything the devil has stolen from us. You remember yesterday? Yes, He will restore our strength of old. He will restore our power, our prayer habits, our love life with God. God said He will restore. And He mentioned so many things to be restored yesterday. Uh-huh. And one of the things that he will do tomorrow is that your ears will be open and your eyes shall see. Amen. And he will grant you utterance in your lips. Amen. Somebody called me when I was coming from a church in Germany. And that person was greeting me and all stuff like that. And I said to him that after we discussed his business, I said, look, did you not hear that mommy was sick? He said, yes. He said, we, I watched the, the, the mm, uh, meeting when you began to prophesy against death over a leader. He said, that's what we saw. He said, I saw you in rage, anger, when you came down from the altar, and you began to rebuke the, the the garment of sorrow, that it will not come upon a leader. And you said, that, but yet, the devil wants to put the garment of sorrow over a leader, and you rebuked it in the name of Jesus. He said, we saw that. He said, it is interesting that the second day, mommy was attacked who knew that it was on me the devil intended so i'm saying this to you because your appetite must change must shift cft is not a church of a local champion jesus christ went and performed miracles then he came and he sent the 12 first immediate lieutenants. they went out do the same thing then They gave report and the church was excited. Now he now told the whole church to send them out. And the whole church did exactly what Jesus was doing. So now Jesus knows that he had completed his job. That if when he dies now, he has enough capable hands to carry on the Jesus business. So tomorrow, unction from heaven will fall upon you. You will not be one of those who just had others manifest. Stories will be written concerning your manifestation. When you come in tomorrow, come very, very hungry and prepared. I will gather and watch it. When you are doing worship, just follow the spirit of God. That's what I will say to the instrumental. Just they killed uh, the lead lead person. Just follow the spirit of God. You you prayed in tongues for, for Sarah uh, uh, a long time when we started, and yesterday I have been making sure that I get you to exercise it again and again because what happened in church is that normally with Christians. God will visit them and then they will burn for some time, they forget it. And then they will cool off. Then they want to heat up again. That will not happen a bit here. Yeah. So we will continue to pray in tongues at least in every meeting, 15 minutes, a minimum of 15 minutes. Worship in tongues at least 15 minutes. I will together now? To build up your spirit man so that when you begin to, to, to decree things, you are not speaking things that way, that is subject to, 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 to fail. I will gather now. And you must know this prophecies God gave us, God had done it. I just shared this testimony with the members of the church, and I'm sure the man involved is watching us from Canada right now. Yesterday, the unction of God was present here, and God said that I first said to you that visitation for revival, God has set it. He will not bring it closer, and He will not bring it longer. But you must walk in God until the appointed time so that you enter into it. And I said that they, we are the door of it. And that it will, it will happen here. You remember? I said it will happen here. And God did many things here yesterday. And I said to you that when you are going home, I said, I pray that God will open your eyes to see, isn't it? That's what I said yesterday. That you go and see. But you, if when you got home, you forgot the prophecy and you slept, you won't see anything. Do you get what I'm saying? Because to see, your mind must dis- de- demand for it. You must be very mindful of prophetic and go to bed with that, uh, uh, you know, mindset. Then you will be visited. Anytime you have prophetic and you don't have such mindset, you will just sleep and wake up. But prophetic, the way it works, spiritual, it works, it works when you really desire it. If you don't really desire it, you will not get it. 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 1 tells you that. Now, while we are going home, about quarter to twelve, my telephone rang, and there was a man on the other side. A pastor in Canada. And he said, Daddy, Daddy, I, I, how are you? He said, I was with you in the meeting tonight. He said, I watched everything. You know, he said, I've been following you for 16 years. All your live program, I make sure that I tune to you. And you know, it's good for them because when we are in the night here, they are in the day. You get it now. So it's easier for, for them to also follow us. And he said to me, he, he said, all the prophecies God said today, which was yesterday, he said, I have them in my brain. However, Apostle, that's what I'm phoning you. I said what? He said, I have finished my PhD thesis. All the professors, external professors, they have looked at it, and they said, it's excellent. And then he said, the board in my university, I sent it to them. The board said, every member of the board said, it is excellent. But the chair of the board, who the board, who is the one that will give final ratification, said is full of errors. And then he said to me, he said, but when I did it, I sent it to someone in England and I, I paid 750 pounds for editor, to edit it. So if the professional editor that is recommended by university, I paid them. And the edited it. certainly there is no grammatical error, but this woman said, there is error. And then the woman said, "I, I will not allow you to, you know, resubmit. So it means that his three years or two and a half years of PhD that he did has come to a close. And they are having graduation in December. And he said, Daddy, I want to come to London in December with my family so that we can come and visit the church. I said, No problem. I said, Is that your problem? He said, Yes. I said, hear the word of the Lord. It shall come to pass that woman who said no to you, when you wake up this morning, he shall say yes. He will praise your work. And the favor of God rests upon you. We're just coming under the heat of prophetic that God said. I said, look at it look look out for it tomorrow morning. The news changes. The news will change. And certainly that person who said no, we say yes. He will commend your good report and your good work. He was saying amen on the other side. Now, by 12.45, after we had the 12 o'clock prayer, my telephone rang. (laughs) And when my telephone rang, I saw his name. I picked it up. He said, Daddy, 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 I have a good news for you. I said, what's good news? He said, this morning I was woken up by that professor who said no, and he began to praise my work. You know what God said to us yesterday, which I did not forget, and I remember I told him. God told us that, and the Lord will have mercy. And I prophesied over you, I said, tonight you receive that mercy from God. He said, the Lord will have mercy. And then the Lord will visit the old, and everything that has been stolen will be restored. Listen. Listen. And I told you yesterday, go watch the, the video. I said, it begins from now, 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 now. It's massive. when I say things like that. Some people are wondering where is it, where is it, where is it? It's right upon you. Even if you don't see it, it's following you home. Amen. You may not understand it. What God needs from you is, the, is what you have done. You are here to hear. And when the man said to me, he dawned on me that the Lord really had visited us. I said the Lord really had visited us. Amen. Come on, let me give you just 15 minute hints now. From the Lord. Yesterday, remember we looked at the book of Joel, chapter 2, verse 25, which is our theme. For the Lord will restore to you the years the locusts have eaten. And I said, Don't worry about the papa worm and the lukewarm locust. The key thing in that scripture is that God is restoring Zion now. Amen. This is the month of restore. I can hear you say it boldly as if you know it. It is the month of my restoration. However, the Lord said to you, before restoration there must be battle. And the Lord said he's the one who will do the fight. But he required you to do something and that's where we ended it. Isn't it? From verse 14, which preceded the verse 15. What it is? This? No, uh, verse twelve. Really, we looked at fourteen and then we went to twelve. Verse twelve says, "What shall we read it together?" Did you, to 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 you hear that? Your duty is for you to truly repent and return to God. That is our duty. Let me tell you something. If we don't seek God, if we don't turn our heart to seek Him, then we deceive ourselves. Because we don't have any other thing. Tomorrow I'm going to share something with you which um, we're looking into. Tomorrow is prophetic. My message is not prophetic. God is the one who is going to do the prophetic. But my message tomorrow is that God will fight your battle for you. Hey, and I want to show you. <laughs> he had told me that the third day. But then He said it will, give, it will, it will bring unction. It will unction, it will come. Let me help you know this. When God is determined to bless a people, He turns their heart towards Him, so that He can be justified to bless. I will together now. When they said that the woman with the blood said in her heart, "If I can touch the hem of His garment," do you think she's the one who thought? No, Holy Ghost put it in her mind, because it was time for heaven to remember. You know when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was passing, and he cried, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me!" Jesus has passed already. Who made Bartimaeus ask? Holy Ghost. Who who put the words in his mind? Holy Ghost, because it was time for him to be remembered. But you know when Holy Ghost put that thought in his mind, he might discard it and said, "Let me keep on begging," and he missed God's timing. The woman with each of blood might have said that all oh, these years I have suffered the lot in the hands of all manners of people. i have fed up of them. And she would die with issue of blood. And what I'm saying to you is this. God is blessing you and he's telling you that you turn your heart towards him. Do it. Don't let Satan rob your human mind. Oh, I'm busy. Who told you that? You are not busy. Where busy are you busy? Some of you sleep eight hours. Some of you sleep ten hours and yet you say you are busy (laughs) hallelujah i wonder what angels will say when you see them oh I'm, 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 i'm so tired i work a lot i work a lot angels never sleep they never sleep when you are awake they are guiding you when you are sleeping they are the one guiding your door so that useless devil don't come in yet you wake up again in the morning their eyes are wide open what will those ones say Hello? aha. Uh-huh. So what God is saying to you tonight is very simple. I need your heart. No more playing games with God. <laughs> it is time to seek his face. However, when he says, turn to me, return to me. Because I want to return your fortune. So I need you to return to me. We walk with weeping and fasting and mourning. He said, Rend your heart and not your garment. That is your heart, not your garment. I mean, your heart, not your garment. Bury your ego before the living God. <laughs> come unto Him with fear. I told the, the uh, leaders, and I was speaking to them, the time has come for everyone to, to just turn to God with fear. When you come to the house of God, don't you understand? It's God's house, it's not a place to be misbehaving. It's not a place to be chatting and chatting and chatting and talking things that does not concern God. It's not a place to allow children to be running up and down your own child. You are the one God will deal with over that. It's a place of reverence. It's a place you enter and you know Jehovah dwells here. It is a place of expectation. It's a place of holiness. A place to be revered. Presence. When I show you something tomorrow from the book of Kings... Uh, from the book of Samuel, very very interesting. When the Ark of God was captured, go and read Samuel chapter five, chapter six, and seven before you see me tomorrow. That is plus the Genesis from chapter seven to nine. Tomorrow, you can read my uh, my uh, first uh, first when you are in the tube, because you, your mate in the tube. They should something read. I went to the tube. I was taking tube up and down because I have freedom pass. So and I saw I saw a free a freedom of United Kingdom government that once you are past sixty you can just be going about all the tube you didn't enjoy before you are sixty nine time to enjoy it. Nobody can tell you to come down. British Rail, jump. You get to the next station, you don't like it, move. You can take green line, yellow line, red line, and blue line. Because maybe only green line you have been taking all your life. All right, so, but what I saw is this. When I go, every train I went, and bus I went, you see people, they were doing like this. Old people. Eh? What are they doing? Playing games on, tele, on, 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 on the phone. I say, oh my God, this one is just wasting his whole life. He, he wasted his young life. Now he's old, he's still wasting the old life. I wish I can tell them. So what do you do too? Read your Bible. Amen. You will see a joke in that that studies. When they <laughs> they captured God's ark, then after their day gone broke into pieces, they now wanted to take the ark back. They went to ask from their medium. <laughs> What shall we do to the ark of the God of Israel? They thought it is like their own God. <laughs> no, it's superior now they know. But who is that God they don't know? And they are so afraid that uh, if peradventure, we take him to take this ark there and in a way that that God is not happy with. Already we have boiled. We have two more. By capturing the ark of God. And strange enough, their priests said they should do a carved image of rat. <laughs> he thought it is the kind of their own God. <laughs> Go and read it. I won't tell you. So, however, however the case may be, what God is saying to us is this. The time has come for us to turn our hearts to Him. and really seek Him. That is, I want you to truly love God. I don't want to to treat God like you are mechanized I want to have intimate love for God so that you pray at home regularly you know when you love God nothing bothers you that shouldn't bother you amen oh I have this problem headache there's no headache in God though it's because you haven't really loved him I want to fall in love with God turn your hearts not your mind to him those of you who are young when I was young like you I used to see angels in my 20s I told you when I met my wife and we were going to we were having problem difficulty my marrying. I prayed in my 20s and God took me to heaven and showed me my date of wedding the day and the year two years before the year He took me to my own file in heaven and he opened the file. From that day, I'm talking. I saw every day of my life what would happen in my days until the two years. And he said, so that is the date you went. Then I went to print card. I went to book the hall I saw. And I invited the people I saw who attended my wedding. Okay? So, I drafted the program of my wedding by what was shown to me in heaven. I was not a pastor. I was not even a deacon. I was just a chorister. Huh? Eh? and i'm saying to you that when i when you are in your twenties uh, you are 22 23 24 25 and you are with me if you don't manifest like me you give me problem isn't it that is my own headache and that god what is wrong with him why can't he oh father father lord lord father father lord lord father <laughs> hallelujah so but however what can turn you into that your heart your heart. Some of you still serve God the way you, you, you think you want. I can be in some meetings, some meetings I, die, I can't love you, it, it doesn't matter. Eh? Alfred did not do that from the age of nine. I chose not to. I have others who are like that. Today if they want to hear God, they will come to me. Okay? Your case will not be like that. Your case should be like my own case Where they will be coming to you It doesn't come by magic bullets It comes by turning your heart to God Are we together? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let me give you one more scripture Because we will pray If you look at 1 Samuel chapter 7 verse 3 We'll read it together Shall we? First Samuel chapter seven verse three. No, 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 no. no you have to read. that scripture says if you are turning to God, you have to forsake some things. That is to put away all idols. Yes? And someone said to me, but I'm a New Testament uh, Christian. We don't worship idols. Do anybody have idol in his house? Among us? You didn't answer me. No, if it's no for you, you say no. The one who does not know should be quiet. I said, do you have foreign God in your house? Anybody, look the mouth of the person beside you. Maybe he didn't say no. We can know what to do. I said, do you have foreign God in your house? So everybody said no here. Because I was just sharing with one of, one of you who have been going out for, for um, uh, uh, um, missions. That if you are a Christian and you preach to idol worshippers, and they give their life to Christ, if you did not go to their house and collect all articles of Satan and burn it, you have just done nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because the one they rejected outside, they are going to meet him at home. You denounce him outside, and then you came to the same door, open door, and you left him. He will tell them that day that, that hey. is that the agreement we had? Is that the agreement we had? Welcome back." So if if they are they are saying no outside, how many want to raise their hand? Say after me. They say after you. If all that they said after you was not from their heart, they just follow, follow the one at home that they live will first give them a dirty slap when they come there next time don't go to that kind of meeting following day you won't find them however the one that truly confess when they get home they don't know how to handle this stuff they will be attacked by those spirits and mortal man is weak in his body unless somebody helps him to to know strength and many of them go back to the idols So when I preach in a crusade, if I come back home and tell you that I preach in a crusade in a village, I give you evidence of the the articles of Satan we collected. They must be collected. Some of them, they can bring them. Some of them, they cannot. They don't have the guts. They will have to ask you to come to their house to go and destroy those things. Because they fear those stuff, you know. Amen. So when I ask you that, do you have idols at home? If you do then we know that we have to go to your house and do vigil tonight however i'm so thankful to god that nobody has idol we have all been delivered from idols isn't it so then you ask me what should you put away then because samuel said put away all idols if you want to turn to god what about you who don't have idols what do you put away quickly turn to the book of ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 shall we read it together when we find it I ah, we got it. Read it. Yeah, the so it means that anybody who has bitterness or rot or anger or clamor or railing, all right, you have broiling anger, and you keep malice. You are not different from the idol worshiper. Because in those days, that's what idols do. Now, because you today, you claim to believe in Jesus, but you see, have, you, see um, you know, harbor the, the works of idols. You are just like an idol worshiper. I would together now. That's the reason why the Bible says you get rid of it. Can you see something? Can you see something? Come on now, can you see something? So you get rid of all those stuff. If you know where you are going, what is the reason for bitterness, anger, broaden anger, malice? And verse two says what? Read it again. My Bible didn't say because I say And is that in the up there? Can you give me the King James uh, the NIV version of 1984? That's what you must be reading in your in your stuff there. So that what I'm reading is what you are. Oh yeah. And be kind. Good, good, good. So, if you put away bitterness and rot and rage and anger, glamour, clam clamor, railing and uh, malice, Then there is a lacuna to be filled. At least everybody in this church now know what lacuna is. All other ground is lacuna. All other ground is lacuna. (laughs) Hallelujah. So when you get rid of all those things, there is emptiness in you. So that empty place, fill it with what? kindness kindness to who kindness to who you can't frown at somebody in this church you can't hold bitterness against a member of my church because when i kneel down in my with my foot before god and i begin to pray for members of church i say anybody who have malice against my people father bind them It will bind you yeah i remind you because i love everybody and i teach you to love one another i pray for everybody and i tell you to pray for one another do you think you don't offend me you offend me when i'm looking for you in life i didn't find you i'm offended yes when i say praise god and others praise god and you are keeping quiet i'm offended that's why I have to jeer you up. It's not me to get angry. I will whine you to say something. Amen. So then, why can't you bear one another? Have, have you seen a man who had never sinned? So is the, the judge of righteousness among you. Come on now. Be kind to one another. When somebody has a testimony, celebrate with them. Your own two will come. If you don't celebrate with them, you shall do against yourself. For whatsoever a man soweth, he shall repent. Amen, forevermore. So, no idols, no bitterness, but fill it with what? Kindness to one another. Tender-hearted. Forgiving each other and trusting each other. Forgiving each other and trusting each other. Because of one offense, somebody you have been intimate, you say, No, no, I don't want to have anything to do with him again. Who is your God? If you're not an idol worshiper, who are you worshiping? That is what another worshipper would do. Don't you understand? That person, that if I was Satan, this is what I would do to you. You see, the person in the church that I see that God will use to bless you in the future, I will just make him make a blunder because I know that you are, you are easily tempered, so that you will be angry with the person and you will go away and you don't want to do with him anymore. So that when the time comes for you to receive blessing, God has ordained that that's the person that you will go to channel. I have successfully removed that channel. And you remain where you are. It won't be the fault of Satan. It will be your fault. Look, when Satan do evil, what is he doing? His job. Hmm? So when Satan do evil, he's doing his job. When Satan deceive you, he's doing his job. That is his job to deceive people. When he he causes you to remember the bad thing someone did, and do not remember all the good things that he did. And you think that his Holy Ghost speaking to you? Ah, he's Mr. Devil. That is his job. To make you ponder those bad, bad things. Eh? So that you will now hate the person that God will use for your life in the future. A person with Holy Ghost don't do that. That's why he's saying to you, be tender hearted. Have mercy on people because even God forgave you your big debts. If God were to open some of you Pandora's box of what to do, Outside the church. When nobody is there. Or your mind, what is going on in your heart and God let us watch it as a theme. You will say, "What kind of God is this? Or I stand you up by prophetic and I begin to tell you everything you have done in the past before everybody. Why did an apostle call me and tell me? And I was going to say, how can an apostle publicly disgrace me? He will have called me and told me. Everybody have their past <laughs> now. So therefore... When somebody offends you in the church, why are you holding on offense? Why don't you hold on praise? Hmm? If I hold on offense, I won't see some people when they call me for counseling. Hmm? Because I will only be counseling people that are always give me hell. hell. I the hell. hell, I the hell I the... They're the one who, when I pass beside you, you pass. When you call for counseling, I say, no, sorry, I can't cancel you. No, be so. So therefore, so therefore, be tender-hearted. You want God to bless you, behave like Him as much as you can. Oh, it's not, it is hard for man to be like that. That's why He's telling you, so that it won't be hard for you. Once you make the attempt, then He will help you. Okay? Remember that everybody under heaven has been offended by somebody somewhere sometime. And we don't sit down to do it. The Bible says, Whatsoever is lovely, whatsoever is of good reports, if there be any virtue or praise, ponder it. I don't want my brain cells to die. So I will not poison it. I still want to read. Huh? I still want to go back to university and read. I haven't finished reading, no. This is my head. My Godhead. He go read big, big book. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, Pastor reminded me, one of the pastors in the prophetic voice in Nigeria. When they say, Pastor, give a testimony, he will say, This is my hand, you. Now God, the hand, you. He go do great, great things. They told him to pray. This is my hand, you. Now God, the hand, you. He will do big, big things. So don't take God's head that you have on your neck to go and be thinking about somebody God is thinking to bless. And you are now thinking about all the problems, all the errors. And the, I mean, the person is kneeling down asking God, have mercy on me. And, you are, and God has had mercy. And you are seen nothing in your head. And Satan will now begin to tell you, yeah, that is correct. And he'll begin to give you precedence. You know, Satan is a lawyer. he begin to give you all manners of ajara uh, into it to wreck you. And so God cannot breathe upon you because your, your brain is toxic. So, bear with one another. If you can't remember anything, remember Apostle says so. Bear with one another. We are children of the same Father. Apostle is your Father spiritually here. Eh? When you quarrel, don't bring it to me. Settle it among yourself. If you bring quarrel to me, you are both guilty. No be so. Guilty for giving me headache. <laughs> I will first say, I taught you, taught you, taught you, taught you. Of all the teachings I taught you, it is quarrel, you have read to. Me. You are guilty. Settle it among yourself. You said if somebody if you have something against somebody, I take you to judge. Settle them outside court.